0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Joining us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline covering the Florida Gators for 24-7 Sports, Bob Redman, better known down there, I hear, as Hollywood Bob. Is that accurate?
1: Uh, that is uh, what uh, the, the one staff that I used to work for uh, on, the, on uh, at Florida used to call me Hollywood Bob. And I, when I entered the Internet industry, that's what I, I went by. And uh, it, it, uh, it became Gator Bob when uh, – when urban meyer took over so kind of either one i go by either one but yeah
0: our friend steve robertson uh gave me that piece of information so that's why Mm -hmm. i I decided to go with that florida you know interesting situation when we think about dan mullen here at mississippi state year three was the year they took a step back it seems like year three of florida they're going to take a step forward just you know looking at this program from from a thousand you know feet in the sky this program are, are they poised now to sort of overtake georgia or do you think they still have a step to go
1: Yeah, I think this is a good year for it, and I think uh, uh, the big thing there is the quarterback position. You know, Georgia did bring in a talented guy um, who's getting a lot of hype, um, and a lot of people are saying that Jamie Newman at Georgia is going to be the best quarterback in the SEC, but Kyle Trask is actually the top-rated quarterback uh, as far as statistics from last year uh, returning in the SEC. So, you know, he's got his quarterback. Um, he's got a second quarterback that knows what he's doing and, and really likes uh, that, too. I, I, I think so much of college football revolves around the quarterback. We saw that last year with LSU and Joe Burrow. Um, I, I just think it's such a big deal, um, and, and that's a big thing. I, and I think, you know, they've really tamed the uh, the transfer portal well here. I mean, they've really done it at a high level. And that's been big, and I think it'll play div- pay dividends again this year.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about Trask because, a- as you mentioned, one of the top returning quarterbacks uh, was fir- was voted first team All SEC in, a- in a poll that came out today uh, from AL.com done by the uh, Sports SIDs of the league. His story was an interesting one a, a season ago, sort of you know coming out of nowhere. That of course the the big story was he hadn't played <laughs> since high school because he uh, mm-hmm. you know he's behind. I uh, was a D- Derek King, who's now at Miami. I think that's mm-hmm. right. And, and, and then sort of came out of nowhere and became a really efficient passer. MSU people are going to be, you know, th- saying, "Look at this and go, hey, Dan Mullen quarterbacks." You know, we, we've seen this before. But he played? Did he play at a higher level than even you were expecting?
1: Absolutely. That's that's dead on, and I'm not afraid to admit it because, um, you know, you you would watch him and Felipe, right? That's who yeah. th- who they had for three, two two and a half years, uh, going against each other. And Felipe's just a lot more athletic. You know, when, when the play breaks down, he gets out of the pocket, he can do these things, do those things. And, and Felipe has the giant arm where he can throw the really deep pass. Um, but Trask is just a better uh, guy in terms of reading uh, the field and, and reading the defense in front of him. Um, and, and we just didn't really see that um in practices and stuff and i don't know if the coaches did or what and they just were enamored with frank's athletic ability and and you know i i know that happens it does it really happens when coaches get that athletic ability especially in like a dan mullen offense where you really use that um but you know he's i say that and he's not quite the he's not quite the you know the between the tackles guy that you kind of want like a tebow or whatever so, so it's a little different there, but again, he likes that athleticism. Trask isn't that guy, but Trask is a much better guy at reading the field, um, going to a second or third receiver than Franks was, and I think it, made, it played a big role in his early success. I mean, his story's crazy. Never started in high school and didn't start until he was a redshirt junior when the starter went down in game three um, of, of his fourth
0: year in college. That's a good evaluation by somebody to, to get him off of the uh, the video and the highlights of him, not even mm-hmm. starting games in high school. So so good job there. Who, who's around him that you know? Obviously, Lamichael Perrine is is gone after a long career at, at Florida. Mm-hmm. Who, who are the guys in the backfield with him and out there on, on the perimeter that are going to be the playmakers for Florida this year?
1: Yeah, they they still have some playmakers now. Damian Pierce, um, probably a bigger home run threat than. Than uh, P. Ryan was. P. Ryan had a few big long runs. Pierce has had probably just as many um, in two years as, as P. Ryan had in four, as far as those really long runs. And that's something the Florida offense hasn't really had for years and years and years. And so, um, you know, Pierce had, got his bell rung uh, probably about two thirds through the season. I can't remember exactly what game it was. Um, so he kind of missed some time. Um, and that held him back last year, but I think they're going to be fine at Damian Pearson. Malik Davis was a guy that, um, as a freshman, had five games in a row of 90 plus yards, and uh, you know they just thought he was just going to just be a king at the running back position. He got hurt in the Georgia game of his freshman year, um, tore up his knee pretty bad, and just really hasn't been the same. And, and Mullen expects that they brought in a five-star transfer from. Miami and Lorenzo Lingard, who really didn't show much at Miami, so they're they're still waiting on that. And then at receiver, Trevon Grimes is going to be a, a combine warrior with the NFL next year. I mean, he's you know six four, uh, can really run, really strong, that kind of guy. Then um, Kadarius Tony is a little jitterbug. Jacob Copeland is a, a, a star waiting to happen. They've got they've got targets, and then Kyle Pitts, of course, the tight end who was the All SEC tight end last year, kind of came out of nowhere after only catching three passes the year before. Bob, when Dan Mullen wasn't startful, uh, his tenure here he's obviously has to go down as one of arguably the best uh, overall Mississippi State coach ever. Um, when mm-hmm. people pick, pick nits, I guess, about his tenure at Mississippi State, they'll mm-hmm. say he, he couldn't win the big game. They'll say that his staff did not mm-hmm. recruit as well as they needed to. I guess just what overall is the perception of Dan Mullen in Florida? Yeah, I, I think that second one is the, is the one that if people are going to pick at him, that's it, the recruiting part of it so far. Um, I, I would actually say that hasn't won the big game is is right as well. I mean, Georgia's been the big game for two years on the schedule, and he hasn't done that. And um, you know, that's the Georgia's you know top five team in the country, so that's that's you know, part that's the big reason for it. Um, he's been right, being you know they lost to Georgia by seven last year, um, and by fourteen honestly the year before when. Um, things really weren't even that even on the field. But um, I think the recruiting aspect is a big part of it. I, I think – I do believe, um, you know, because he's taken so uh, much advantage of the transfer portal um, that that it's really kind of, uh, you know, uh, to a certain extent outside of the recruiting. You know, the recruiting, they just – for that stuff, and they're all over him about it. But I think for the most part, when you're bringing, you know, he's brought in four or five star, former five star players uh, to the roster uh, tr- just via the transfer portal. And his first four takes all were multi year starters um, and did well on the team. So that part of it has kind of um, evened it out, if you will. Uh, I don't think you can live and die by the transfer portal, though. And I think. Um, You know, I just did a uh, story the other day where I compared offensive and defensive recruiting, and the defensive guys are way ahead of the offense, which is pretty surprising with a 10-mullet team, Um, but that's just been the case. The defensive coaches and whoever recruits for the defense in, in whatever instance have just recruited better on that side of the ball than the offensive guys.
0: Again, these these are all things that sound very familiar to us, having mm-hmm. covered Dan Mullen through the years. Todd Grantham, we know what he brings defensively. Going to be super aggressive. Mm-hmm. Does, does he have the personnel to do that again this year?
1: Yeah, he does. And, and like I said, they've been recruiting the the defensive guys. Um, you know, they got to replace replace Jonathan Grenard, who was a first team All SEC, who replaced the first team All SEC and in, in Jakay Polite the year before um, at, at that that buck position. And that's such a big position in this defense. You know, they're looking for Brenton Cox, one of those transfers I talked about from Georgia, uh, to, to be that guy. But they have a handful of guys at his position. Um, they really recruited well at defensive tackle this year, um, and they have three three veteran guys uh, that are actually four veteran guys uh, that are that are in the two deep. And then they have really good depth there. I think um, linebacker, honestly. They've recruited so well at linebacker that, in I think probably in a year or so, it may actually be the most talented linebacker group at Florida in since I've been watching the Gators and starting in 1985. So they're they're really about to take off at that position, and um, you know they need to have this next recruiting class come in and do that. But they're they're at that position, and then secondary, you know, they signed two highly rated guys this past year, and they have. Um, three or four guys that uh, that played a lot last year, they're, they're going to be fine back there. And the safeties, the safeties have been hit or miss uh, as far as playing well, um, but they have a ton of experience and actually some decent talent. And they're all seniors now. They, they need to put it together. But um, I think that defense is going to be rolling. If they can get that buck position to match up anything like Grenard did last year, they'll be in good shape.
0: And then you mentioned all all those seniors. So, sort of my last question here: if, mm-hmm. if, if, if it isn't this year for Florida, if they don't overtake Georgia and get to the SEC championship game, is the program set for you know to do, to make another run next year, or or is it going? How how far along in terms of like a five year plan to get to a national title is Florida? Are they in a good position for next year, or are they going to start taking a step back?
1: Yeah, i i I think they're top ten this year. I don't think they're 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 set to make a, you know, to be number one. I just, um, I don't think their overall um, talent does that. Uh, I, you know, I think offensive line has been a, uh, the first year they uh, Hevesy came in and really uh, did well with a bunch of seniors. And um, last year, all, you know, the, all the seniors left, and last year they really struggled. I shouldn't say really struggled. After I went back and looked at the numbers. they But they struggled more at running the ball last year than they did the previous year. Um, this year, now he's back to, like, four seniors again on the offensive line and guys with a lot of experience all of a sudden again. So I think that'll be good. Uh, you know, so next year it'll kind of drop off again. Um, but um, I <laughs> – yeah, looking at it, I really like the linebacker use. I like the, the, the secondary. They just, they're just they about as deep in the secondary now, even with young guys, than they have been. Um, they brought in a bunch. Of, they brought in three big-time D tackles, um, which is such a hard position to recruit at Florida for some reason for a long time. Um, I, you know, I think defensively they're set. I think running back is, is a position. They really need Lingard to do well, although there's no seniors in that group. Um, And then they really like Emory Emory Jones at at quarterback. So I don't know if this year or next year they're ready to take that step to be number one, but I can see next year um, they're in a place with the depth that they have to, to, you know, still be a top 10 team
0: going to be exciting to watch the SEC East this year. You know, you got Georgia and Florida on top, Kentucky and, and, and Tennessee, like they're trying to move themselves up. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, a lot of interest with South Carolina, what's going to happen there, and Missouri with a new coach. So it should be fun to watch. Bob Redman from over at 24-7. Is it GatorBait.com over there?
1: No, it used to be. It's now Swamp247.
0: Swamp247.com. So, yeah. Yep. Always, always keep up with Bob if you want to learn anything about the Gators. Thanks so much for joining me tonight.
1: All right, guys. Thanks for having me.